0: Welcome to another episode of Capital Roots, brought to you by Capital Farm Credit, where we bring you the experts in the ag industry. In addition
1: to a few Texas legends along the way, we're your hosts, Joe Patronella and Clint Crier. Thank you for listening. Now let's get back to our roots.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Capital Roots. Today. We have the pleasure of being with Michelle Smith, owner and broker of Riata Ranch Realty and director for Texas Alliance of Land Brokers. Hi, Michelle.
2: Hey, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. It's good to have you. Actually, I'm the president of the Texas Alliance of Land Brokers, but hey, you know, just throw that out there. We (laughs) need to know that.
0: And I don't know that I've ever done an intro that hasn't been a little bit corrected, so it keeps me humble and kind. I'm glad to (laughs) know that. um, hey, I have my first question for you is I hear you go by Mitch. Yes. How did, how did, how did we get that nickname?
2: You know, I've had it for so long. I, I don't even remember how I got it, but everybody, especially if they're in West Texas around the Midland area, they, they don't know me by Michelle. They only know me by Mitch. So I just kind of go with it.
0: Those are the best kind. Just hey. been around forever. I love it. Yep. You're a gritty it.
1: Midland woman.
2: Hey, as long as that's all they call me at the end of the day, I'm
1: I like West Texas, so yeah. you're good with me. Yeah,
2: West Texas, good, good folks, good folks.
1: So let's talk about Texas Association of Land Brokers first. Yeah. Tell us how you got involved there and how you came yeah. to your position today.
2: I actually had a land broker was a good friend of mine that said, hey, you need to join this group. It's a great group. Uh, it's all about land and land brokering, not any of the other types of real estate. So I walked in, and there was one woman, Jane Brown. She's a broker and and uh, uh, secretary of the group and about 70 men. So I walked huh. in this room full of land brokers, you know, and, and I worked out of an office that was all male, and so it wasn't uh, – you know, too bad, but anyway, uh, so that's how I ended up going with it, and then I was asked to be director, and it's been about 10 years I've been a member, and then uh, I was asked to be the president this past year. I'm the first woman uh, president in 30 years of their existence. Congratulations. Well, I figured everybody else said no, you know, (laughs) so, (laughs) no, anyway, uh, I've been really honored to have that position and so yeah yeah so it's it's a great organization they they uh, we have meetings we have speakers that come in everything from attorneys talking about uh, you know the land owners liabilities to um, attorneys not attorneys but accountants talking about 1031 exchanges Um We have professors from A&M come in. It's really, really interesting. And we just in September uh, expanded into North Texas. So we're up to right around 450 members statewide. Okay. So we're the largest land broker organization in Texas right now. Wow. Yeah. That's
1: great. 450 members. So are all of your members either brokers or realtors? Yeah. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Well, well, I say that. We have a lot of affiliates, Capital Credit, for one. Sure. And uh, title companies, uh, you know, surveyors, appraisers are also members.
0: So land industry and
2: professionals. Yes. Sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Awesome. So do you guys have a presence in Austin too, legislatively?
2: We do, absolutely. And we uh, have been known to be on the steps of the courts before – uh, as a matter of fact, we're kind of planning on a white shirt, white hat type event next year uh, just to promote more of the private property rights, that sort of thing, kind of stand up for that.
1: So let's talk about what you said there, white shirt, white hat. I'm not sure all of us understand that.
2: Well, one of the original uh, past presidents, Marshall Kirkendall, this is a dream of his. He's 91, I want to say 92, shoot me. But anyway, he's he, he's a great guy. Boy, he's a dynamic. Anyway, this is a dream of his to have us all show up and make and make a presence, but only have one speaker talk to the governor. But that we all be there and make a point that there's this many people behind whatever event or everything that we're talking about during that time. And of course, politically wise, there's all kinds of issues. So mm-hmm. that sure. You, would like to bring to the forefront. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Kind of a grassroots effort, uniting yes, to make absolutely. your point made.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Do you have a white hat, Joe?
0: I don't, you know, I don't really wear a hat well, a I cowboy guess. hat. I'm kind of a all cattle, no hat, kind of the opposite <laughs> of what there is. I just, it's just something I've come to accept. I can really rock a pair of cowboy boots, but the hat, I just, that's a dream I let go. Yeah. I got you.
2: There's several of us going to have to go get white hats.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't own a white hat. (laughs) (laughs) So, um,
0: how did you get involved in the industry in terms of just real estate?
2: Well, I bought my first property uh, when I was 23, and just through the years, I did some flipping of homes, and I'd buy and sell and land some small land tracks. Of course, in West Texas, they weren't real pretty, but that was, and I did that without a license. That was just my own thing that I did through the years. And about, right, oh, about 20 years ago is when I went into it full time. Okay. And I just, within three months, I sold my first ranch. It was 536 acres. I'll never forget it. Within and, three months? Yeah. That's and pretty I, quick. And I just never, I I hit the ground running and, and have done it ever since. And in 2012, I broke out and formed Rio Ranch Realty Group and uh, that it was just actually going to just be me I just wanted a one-man office kind of do my own thing uh-huh. and now I'm up to 15 agents I, I don't know they just keep coming but uh, <laughs> I've got a great group of people I mean they're they're good I've got from uh, some that specialize more in commercial like Main Street Fredericksburg uh, a couple of that do residential and then the rest of us specialize in land deals all you know within the Texas Hill country yeah so that's kind of how I got started I just kind of, by the coattails everybody else, I'm just going by the flow. But well, that's
0: that's not, awesome. That's humble, but I mean, for 15 <laughs> people to come flocking to you, and for you to have gone so quickly, I think that speaks to your work ethic. I'll say oh, it yeah. so you don't have to, but I think that's pretty. Thank you. It's pretty speaks for itself. Um, you went from flipping houses to selling ranches. What was your passion for 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 dirt or agriculture, if I can ask?
2: Well, when I grew up, I grew up in San Angelo, and I was a military brat. I uh, had four sisters, no money. I was just a poor city kid. Mm-hmm. But around Concho County, you've got a lot of cattle, ranchers, sure. and, and farms there all in Wall and that area. And a lot of my friends were from the ranching family. So I was always going out to their places. And I was just enamored by it. I yeah. mean, just loved the whole rural life deal. And so I ended up, when I moved to Midland, I ended up with a horse farm. And, uh, I mean, my kids had everything from chinchillas to a pet longhorn. <laughs> I wanted them exposed to that rural life. And, uh, and then I, I uh, rode hunter-jumpers in the southwestern circuit. But really? it wasn't very competitive. Now, I put a good show on because you never knew if I was going to be going over the jump with or without my horse. But <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and so uh, just, just always loved everything that had to do with the land. Yeah. And everything that goes with it.
0: Yeah. Well, Hunter Jumper, that takes a rider. I I grew up showing raining, and, you know, you got the stirrups and the the horn. Hunter Jumper,
1: you got nothing. Exactly. See, my motto was always to stay on the horse that stayed on the ground.
2: Uh (laughs) Yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, that that kind of was the idea. It just didn't always work that way. I hear you. Yeah.
1: It didn't always work that way with me either. (laughs) (laughs) But I had a good time. That's right. (laughs)
2: That's what it's all about.
1: That's right. So let's go back to that 536 acres. I'm curious a little bit more about that property, where it might be. You said you remembered a lot about it.
2: It It's between Lano and uh, Brady. It's called Uh Cole Creek. Uh, Actually, the investor, that uh, he's bought 15 ranches in the last 20 years with me, and we go in, and we don't cut them up. We don't do any of those little five-acre section deals. We just go in and and fix them up, walk the land, figure out where the roads are going to go, look at the topos, where can we uh, bring new ponds to do some water capture, that sort of thing. That's where I shine. I love doing that. I'll spend weeks doing that with a client. And this particular one is the one he kept uh, all these years. He will not let me sell it. It's beautiful. But, uh, yeah, it was the very first one I sold.
1: That's actually really cool. So what you're saying is what I'm hearing, What you know, there's value in, you know, I guess my question would be why Riata Ranch Realty? Why Mitch Smith? Why should you list my property?
2: Well, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'll definitely like and it. and my new motto, especially these days with this market, is we're no bull. I'm not going to take a listing or uh, it, and give them some high point, you know, price point in order to get it. Or they may not like what I have to say about what it's worth in this current market. But I'd rather tell the truth. And uh, some of my several of my repeat clients, what they laugh about is that. They'll go on a place and go, Oh well, yeah, maybe that's it. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, you told me you wanted this and this and this. Are you sure? And I'll almost talk them out of some things because it's not right for them. And then sure enough, we'll find something else. So, um, well, not
0: you know, every, every realtor is going to do that because they just want that sale.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. They want that payday. And, uh, you know, and that's the thing. You know, we get paid well and we get paid. And there's a lot of times... I've worked two big deals here the last four months that both have kind of fallen apart, so I'm not going to get a payday for four months. But, you know, when I get paid, well, I get paid. You know,
1: it's mm-hmm. good.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, it's just part of the industry.
0: But yeah. those clients that you steer right, like you said, repeat clients. Yeah,
2: I have a lot of repeat clients. A lot of them from, you know, the, the West Texas area that I've known for years too because they trust me, and mm-hmm. and I think that's – what a lot of uh, especially some of these newer agents getting in the business they need to think about that integrity be able to sleep at night and trust uh, and knowledge have that knowledge know, know what to how to advise them mm-hmm. don't if somebody says has all the minerals don't say oh yeah mm-hmm. when you don't know you know just so you right uh, it's okay to say I don't know mm-hmm. let me let me find out
1: you know? mm.
2: and then just have knowledge like you know, if somebody wants lending, say, hey, go to CFC. I mean, the products that y'all uh, provide and everything are uh, great for the consumer. And you know land deals. Not every lender knows land. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a whole different market.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I do like the motto, by the way. <laughs> I'm just like, you no.
2: know, yeah, I'm not going to do it.
1: No bulls. <laughs> Yep. So you operate out of where now?
2: My main office is Fredericksburg. Okay. And most of us are out of our trucks.
1: I got gotcha. so, you. Yeah. Are all of your agents there out of Fredericksburg or spread out across the state?
2: Um, I go, I've got agents in Fredonia. You ever heard of Fredonia? North of, mm-hmm. of Mason. I've got some there. Uh, I've got a couple there. I've got one and actually two out of Lano, Cherokee area. Um I guess the rest of them, I got a couple, actually three in Mason, then the restroom, Fredericksburg. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm curious, I've, I've got a couple of real estate broker buddies myself, and they've got some really good stories about people that they've showed ranches and such. Yeah, yeah, we, you got all, any? we could write
2: a book. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody may read it, but we could write a book.
1: <laughs> could you tell us maybe one or two of those stories?
2: Let me think of the ones that I could actually say publicly. Uh-huh. That's uh, it up. I saw, I was like, <laughs> Clint, you're kind of putting her on the spot here,
0: what she kind of can't say.
2: I know. One of my claims of fame is I sold Pack Saddle Ranch twice with the Pack Saddle Mountains there next to Horseshoe Bay, and it's rough, about 1,500 uh, acres there. And and uh, I met this one guy. He and his buddy got out of the truck, and I've got a 9 millimeter on my uh-huh. side, and i got my snake boots on them and the Polaris on them. They're like, do, do we really want to see this ranch? And I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you but did. you're well protected, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, there's all kinds of stories. I just don't know that I can share a lot of them. <laughs> Offline. understand.
1: Can you shoot that nine millimeter? <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> I can. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I had a flashback there to, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie All the Pretty Horses, but, you know, mm. uh, Blevins. Uh, Lucas Black have you seen it when he has he gets he comes up with a gun and they ask him well, can you shoot it and he's like well I don't know if I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> radio edit uh, well hell yeah where'd you get it at the getting place at the getting place, <laughs> the getting place
2: yeah. I remember that <laughs> I've had some uh, gentlemen ranchers show up with them on their hips before we run. I think they got theirs at the getting place too really scary you know yeah. please don't pull that out
1: <laughs> good stuff good stuff so how's the business for you currently
2: it's slow i'd say it's back to what it used to be you mm-hmm. know um 2002 2008 2009 was slow for a lot of people and then it just kind of gradually started back up i think what's happened this time is we're coming off of that, and we call it the COVID craze. Mm-hmm. 2020, 2022 was just good grief. There was twice that I had to take off and go to one of those spas where you held stones in your hands and you, and you didn't have your phone on. And I just was like, I have to disconnect. Cause uh, it was just take a breath. Yeah. I mean, it was 24-7. And those prices were sky high and multiple offers. And somebody's always mad at you and Anyway, uh, and then all of a sudden we just, boom, we plummeted. Um, I don't think the values have, it depends on the counties on how far down they climb, but we're back playing. I, personally, I think we're at 2018, 2019 prices again. Okay. But we're, it was so unprecedented. I, t- I tell everyone 2020 to 22, don't even look at those numbers. Yep. Erase it because they just don't apply anymore. So that's that's been difficult. Land, I think that. Sorry, yeah. I think
0: that's a very level-headed, logical take on it because those yeah. those were just wild years. Oh, we felt were. it in mm-hmm. in oh. the lending industry. Absolutely. I mean,
2: well, and I told my, my especially my younger agents, the more seasoned ones, they're the older ones, but we call them seasoned. <laughs> um, <laughs> we knew to save our money. You know, we just knew this wasn't going to always happen. It was it was going to have to level out. Uh, and I told all the younger ones, don't don't spend that money because you're going. It's it's going to. This just can't keep on like this. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of them crying here in the past year, but because they <laughs> did spend all their money, but um, but everyone was pretty smart with it. But
1: right. Yeah. So if you look out the next two to five years, what's kind of your outlook or what's your thought? Um, I
2: still think land is the place to invest. If anybody has money in land. Or looking at money and putting money in land that's to me that's the place to be i mean i've talked to these brokers that have had their license back when to get a broker's license they paid 25 cents and put i want i want a broker's license on the car so what this one old fellow told me about and he said historically like even in the 80s you know it, it just everything people were losing their farms and all but when it came back it came back twice as strong Mm -hmm. and and i think that this is going if people just don't panic that in another year or two i think things are going to start leveling out and and uh, i think their investment's secure so um yeah i'm i'm not too worried about it i just think it's it it was going to happen it's not Mm -hmm. if anyone's surprised by it then they they don't know the industry
1: yeah so i heard a stat the other day and i think a lot of what adds to what you're talking about there. And this hasn't been verified. You know, if we were, if Joe was Joe Rogan, he might have a Googler next to him to fact check. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> but, uh, w- w- I think the stat was like there, there's 2000 people a day moving to, to Texas. Yeah. And so if you think about that, just the simply the demand for real estate, you know, whether that's a lot in town or acreage outside yeah. of town to build uh, a domicile on, yeah. um, I think that fuels a lot, especially just for, for Texas. I don't, I don't think that necessarily the other 49 states of the United States enjoy that same. Some of them probably do, yeah. but I think that fuels a lot. Texas mm-hmm. is a good place to be. It's business friendly. Uh, business climate is great. Uh, tax situation is positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that fuels a lot of, of demand uh, going forward.
2: And what we've seen in that, rural, you know, because we're more rural, I think a lot of that growth, is especially between, you know, what did they say, Dallas and then and then Austin and then the corridor going all that way down to San Antonio, but we've got the people that were living in those areas because of the growth coming out. Coming out, yeah. So, so I've dealt probably more uh, Texans uh, than I have out of state people in the last few years, which you would think, uh, yeah, because yeah, I have other people say just the opposite, and I said, like. Hey, I just, I don't know. It's well, they're probably cold.
0: tired of everybody coming in, so they're well, coming that's, out, that's you know? That's why, yeah, mm-hmm. that's
2: why. They just want one out, one out of that. so. Well, if they're within an hour, hour and a half drive of, of the city where they can, wherever they need to go, or an airport, yeah. or, they're good with it, yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. When well, you know, if the,
2: driving in Texas, is like... It's not, yeah. Yeah, an hour, two hour drive is nothing
1: Not <laughs> really, especially <laughs> in West Texas. Well.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> but... Down here, a you know, 35 corridor, two hours might be 30 miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be hard. <laughs> it's interesting if, as you think about that urban to rural shift. I mean, if they're, I'm curious if there are any other reasons fueling that out there. Um, we saw a lot of people through the COVID times. I, I don't know if, whether it was safety or, or what it was, but they just simply wanted a place outside of town. They didn't necessarily... Move their place of residence, but added to it.
2: I had the sweetest family come in that bought a place uh, between Mason and Lano, and uh, he had two little boys. They were actually going into junior high, mm-hmm. and he said, "I have been telling my wife for years that I wanted to get a place out in the country." And when COVID hit, he said. I have no excuse, and they're in my kitchen. You know, (laughs) and so they came out and bought a really nice place for the, you know, to where they could go back and forth, and he could, because he wanted to introduce them to the rural life. And he said, "I finally, it just made me finally make the decision." And we heard several stories like that where people just kept on putting it off; they'd be too busy, and then they finally just said, "Yeah, let's do it."
0: Needed that push, you
2: Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. So, I mean, there were, I guess there were a few silver linings out of the yeah. whole COVID thing.
1: Yep. Yep. What's inventory look like right now?
2: Uh, pretty thin. matter of fact, real thin. I probably had the least amount of ranch properties that I've ever had uh, on the market. And that's what we're finding. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> in the spring, I had three sales that n- never were on the market. I just had to go hunt them down for something right. that somebody yeah. would sell because there just wasn't much on the market. Mm -hmm. Or, or, or they were still asking COVID prices and you're like, we're just, it's not there anymore.
1: So is price expectation what's fueling the low inventory or?
2: Um, I think people just don't know what to do right now. So they're just kind of holding on. They're, they're just at a stalemate. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, politically, everything else just don't, economically, they just don't know what to do.
0: Just kind of all around.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: See, we just think of it from a lending standpoint. So it's very interesting to get this, I guess, validation. It's kind of all around. So that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm.
2: is that kind of what y'all are experiencing? Rethink or
1: I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, yeah. I think I think if you look at the country, you know, not just real estate or anything else. I think you know, capital markets and otherwise. May, maybe, oh, there's a lot of people. I think politically, if you look at you know coming in on a uh, the end of an election cycle, uh, mm-hmm. the beginning of a, a new regime possibly or whatever that means and you know just the uncertainty that that brings i think that you know regardless of what side you lean to politically i think that probably is fueling a lot of what you're talking about you know uh, there's a lot of geopolitical uncertainty around the world you know whether you you look at the middle east you look at the russian conflict or Mm -hmm. you know china's a big hot topic at the same time what happens there how does that affect uh americans and such um Absolutely. We just don't know the answers to those questions right now. I think is is what it is, but I think we will in time.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Well, and you know, it, and there's a lot of those high worth uh, clients coming out of West Texas, but they're they're kind of sitting still too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they've got the money to spend, but they're everyone's just just doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the sales that I'm sorry. Oh, no. Uh, no, Well, just the sales that we've seen though are uh, are more. Um, I get they're the ones that, that the prices have really... I mean, they're, they've the seller has gone ahead and dropped it down to, you know, maybe what we were seeing in 2018, 2019, and those have been bought up. But, but the rest of them are just kind of sitting. hmm
1: Yeah. hmm Interesting. Interesting. You know, I think everything... I think just the time that we're in, you know, in the... I think I really like to point the finger at the political, political cycle anyway, but, I mean, it, just some weird things happen in the world right now, you know? Yeah. Uh, all well, we've
2: been here before, you know. Yep. I was, I was on the way over here. I was listening to a song. I don't know who was singing it. I'm not very good with music trivia. But it was saying, uh, uh, basically, you know, the world is crazy and blah, blah, blah. And this was, a, this was one, like, from the 70s. Yep. And I thought, so So there's always something going on, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Joe said, "Yep" to the seventies, like he knew what was going on then.
0: What I was saying, Clint, because I definitely wasn't born then, old sir, was that it tends to be cyclical.
1: Exactly. Now I agree with you.
0: It yeah. Do you? Now that I've made I my and you. you understand it? I
1: agree with you. Thank you, Clint. I always have to poke a little bit, as do I. That's what makes this work.
0: We gotta stay positive, you know. It, that's right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I definitely think if you know, I think time is the best medicine to any of our ills that we've mentioned here today. Hopefully, you know, in time it always, you know, like you said, it's sick we got to get, get out of the cycle. Yeah. Um,
2: It'll happen. I think so too. I mean, if you don't take that attitude, you know, go back to bed. Really? it up. Absolutely.
1: She ain't no noodle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I don't know what a noodle is.
1: Well, just have some, don't have, you've got strength, I can tell. If you, no. you've got the strength to get out of bed, you're not a noodle. Oh, Sorry. I, I, didn't, I was
2: like, okay. I didn't that either, that. I just laughed, so.
1: That's where, you know, if we had a, a effects guy, it's like, da do it. There you go. <laughs> Heather. <laughs> uh, so as far as, let's talk a little bit more about Texas Alliance of Land Brokers. Yeah. How does one come become a member of TALB? TALB, can I refer to it that? TALB. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, you have to apply, and and you're vetted so that we make sure there's not any lawsuits or anything craziness going on because occasionally that does happen. And uh, and then I think we, our dues are like a hundred fifty a year. They're really cheap. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you become one, and then it, so you get your newsletter and and find out where the meetings are, and uh, we have them in Austin, mainly, like I said, uh, Central Texas, Austin to Fredericksburg, San Antonio, Lampasas. passes, but then we went into North Texas, and so we opened up in September there, and, uh, and I think we had like 120 at our first meeting there, so that was a good start yeah. for that area, and uh, uh, yeah, so it's really simple to become one, um, and I I suggest anyone that's wanting to get into the land business needs to be a member and go to those meetings. Cause there's so much, so much that you learn that you're not going to get those classes or education anywhere else. Yep. You know, if, can,
0: if they wanted to apply a website or reach out or how mm-hmm. would they do that?
2: It's said Texas Alliance of land Okay. I'm glad I knew that one because I wasn't too sure, but it's .org. Yeah.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. .org. .org. How, how extensive is the vetting process?
2: I don't do it, so I don't know. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Good Lord, Clint. I got out of that one.
1: (laughs) I was thinking you might want to apply, Joe. I was just asking the question. (laughs) I think Capital Art is represented. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Y'all are. Y'all are a big contributor.
1: I'm glad to be. Yep. Yep. Well, Mitch, we we appreciate you being here today with us.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm honored. I've had fun. This has been
1: an informative effort. Really enjoyed it. Appreciate your support of Capital Farm Credit as well.
2: Absolutely y'all are much go-to people well yeah. awesome
1: thank you so we much. hope they stay that way
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you okay thank you
0: thank you for joining us today on capital roots
1: texas agriculture is the foundation of our story and what makes us family capital farm credit to proud member of the farm credit system we finance farmers ranchers agricultural producers and rural landowners. And we're here to make your vision a reality. We've been serving rural Texas for
0: more than a century. Whether it be traditional, innovative, or lifestyle, we'll help you cultivate new ground. We're all in this together. Because together, we're better.